So it is a great honor to be here. Um, there is way too much to say, but we will start. So I guess the parish mission begins now. Congratulations, you're at the first Mass. Or it begins Monday. Congratulations, I guess you'll be there, maybe. Um, I always find it amusing on parish missions. They give you the chance to preach at the Sunday Mass and people check you out. And if you're really bad, nobody comes. If you're okay, very few people come. And if you're excellent, a few more people come. So good. I mean, I don't, I don't feel I'm on trial here. This is the Sunday Mass. But uh, the theme for this week is going to be, I, Father Scott, um, and we are praying for him, God bless him, uh, but he left a very long title for me to preach about. I guess he was going to preach about that. It was like, heaven and earth meet, and time and eternity, and beyond all their desires, and some more stuff. So I simplified it because I'm Canadian and I'm not that complicated. Um, I basically stole from the um, official Archdiocesan celebrations of this year of the Eucharist. Uh, they call those nights of adoration and praise and worship uh, true presence. So I hope there's no copyright. But these days are going to be about true presence. The true presence of Christ in the Eucharist, the greatest gift that we have. Um, and there are so many things to say because, in fact, in the Eucharist, we have everything. So either you go really simple, true presence, get it down to two words, or you start explaining it, and then you get that very long title on the official mission invitation, which is good. I mean, it's, that's not even beginning to explain what's packed into this gift of Christ in the Eucharist. The Eucharist is sort of like a hurricane. Very, very simple and actually pretty quiet if you're right near the center or very far away. So looking at it, defining it, when we study theology, learning about certain dogmatic declarations on the Eucharist, that's like being very far away from the hurricane. You don't have to believe in the Eucharist to study all the things that the church teaches about it. It doesn't have to affect you. Your life can go on as usual, totally indifferent to what you just read. Another place of peace with the Eucharist is to get really close. And that's why I find it beautiful that in this parish you have the Adoration Chapel, manned and womaned always. I've been there sometimes, I drop by when I'm in the area, and I'm always impressed, first of all, how many people show up, and the reverence and love with which you adore Christ. So I've heard uh, they're looking for more adorers, go for it. Because that's the place of peace. If you want peace, if you want to understand everything, if you want to know what God wants for your life, if you want to complain to God, if you want to understand why the people around you are so cold and bitter and divisive, and if you're honest, why you are so cold and bitter and divisive, you go there. And it's a place of peace and quiet, much better than the one that's very far away from the mystery, because you're at the center of it all. But the Eucharist is the mystery, and it's a paradox, it's a mystery in the real sense. We hear the word mystery and we think Sherlock Holmes sort of, a procedural mystery, 
And if I only had all the clues, I too could solve this mystery. It would be clear and I could move on. But mystery in the Christian sense is something that I will never be able to understand because it's, it's a person, it's God himself, endless, deeper than I can ever go, higher than I can ever go. I could spend my whole life understanding everything, every second of my life, loving as much as I can, and I still would not be filled with what is in front of me. That's what we mean by mystery. It's not something we'll check the box, get over it, and move on. In all eternity, we'll be with the mystery forever. We'll be with God in his love forever. So it's a power-packed mystery, and like a hurricane, if you get a little bit outside the eye, you can concentrate on one thing or the other. There are, there's so many tensions there. And at the core of it is one simple truth. Jesus Christ, the Jesus Christ, second person of the Trinity who became man to save us, is here. Everything else that the church has developed, has taught, the way we celebrate the Eucharist, the tabernacle which evolved over time, the structure of a church, all of that explodes from that one little huge fact. Jesus Christ is present, the Lord of all time in history, the Lord of my life, the Lord who made me, who knows why I'm on this earth, and who wants to greet me when I end my life in heaven. And then you can concentrate on Jesus as the crucified one, or Jesus as the risen one. He is there. Which one? He is there. All of him. The Jesus who demands from us and allows us to bear our cross, and the Jesus who strengthens us to bear that same cross, he is there. The Jesus we heard about in the gospel, who hears the plea of a blind man, turns around, asks him what he wants, listens patiently, and grants him his request, that's the Jesus you go to to pray for your intentions. He is there. He is here. So do please consider adoring. Wonderful opportunity. And we can start tonight. Jesus is here in the tabernacle, and he is coming. And let's try to get ready in the only way we can by being present, as he's present for us, totally. Body and soul, mind, heart, and will. Let's put ourselves into this liturgy tonight and be present and ask him for the grace, not of understanding, but of appreciating. I was reading documents. I did try and prepare for the mission. Uh, a little bit, and uh, these words keep coming back. Amazement, wonder, awe, joy. Very childish words, thank God. Children know how to be amazed and to wonder. We are a little bit too adult. We've grown up, and that's not a good thing. We've forgotten to be amazed by amazing things. G.K. Chesterton once wrote, um, we think that children uh, need dragons and wild creatures to stimulate their imagination. Uh, they have zebras. A child will be amazed by a zebra or a piece of glass or a rock in the driveway, and we step on the rock and we find the glass a problem and throw it out, and we look at zebras and say, yeah, that's just a horse, forgetting that a horse is pretty amazing as well. So no wonder we have a hard time with the Eucharist. We are cynical and blind, and we should ask like Bartimaeus, Lord, give me some awe. Give me some amazement again. 
Give me a sense of wonder at all your great gifts, but especially the greatest of all, the Eucharist. Help me to understand, help me to love as you would love me too.